Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Thank you, Letitia. How are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you as well. How was your week? Oh my goodness. It was just incredibly busy at work, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, gosh, the shows were chock full of stuff this week, weren't they? Oh my goodness. I did not expect what I saw today. Mm -mm. No, I was stunned. Uh, Stunned, flabbergasted, shocked, over the moon. Any adjective that could describe what we saw this week. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Did you have a good week? I did. It's been pretty busy at work, but pretty typical. Work is work. It is. Thank goodness it keeps our cable on. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Trish and I recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. This is the week of March 30th through April 1st. And the months, the weeks, days, months, they are just flying by. Absolutely. I agree. I can't believe, I mean, it's still weird because we lost a year and a half, it seems like, of Mm -hmm. whatever normal is. Um, But yet this has just flown by. It really has. It really has. But I will say what helped is what we saw this week. I mean... Yeah, it was pretty good. So for you guys who are new here, again, thank you guys for the ones that continuously return to listening to the podcast. Um, We've been on the show for three seasons now. Um, Of course, you guys that have been there with us for a while, you know, um, we have Keisha usually who is out. She's on deployment for the next six months. So we have our lovely Trish here. Who's filling in for her, and who knows? Maybe she'll stick around and join all the the uh, all three of us. Maybe will do it together. We'll see. I am honored that you would even consider that, and I am honored to be seating, uh, you know, keeping the seat warm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what we normally do is we recap the first half of the show with the young and the restless, and then the second half of the show is the bold and the beautiful, and then at the end of the show we have a segment called flip the script, which if there's a particular storyline or a scene that you wish you could change, this is where we flip the script. All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this recap for and talk about this week for the young and the restless. And I usually give a summary before I get started with each one of the shows. So for the week of March, <clears throat> excuse me, did I get that right? So the 28th was actually Monday. I think. Yes. Yes. I had to actually use my fingers. <laughs> right. Because when I was counting back, I'm like April 1st, the 31st, the 30. Okay. So it's actually the week of the 28th through April 1st. I apologize for that. So for Monday, uh, I mean, for this week, for the Young and the Restless, we had Victoria clings to her mother as her world falls apart. And then Michael reunites with 
his family. We also had Jack is stunned to see Diane Jenkins alive. And then we also have, hold on, I'm trying to get my screen to move. Jack has a tumultuous meeting with Diane. And then finally, 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 we see that Diane make demands to see Kyle. Mm-hmm. All right. So we had a couple of little small things, but we had two biggest things this week on, on The Young and the Restless and this, this whole Diane Jenkins thing and then everything that's going on at Newman. So um, let's see, what do you want to tackle first? Because, the, I, okay, let's do the smallest things first. So one of those things is um, Chance going back to work. Yeah. That, so the fact that his therapist is telling him to get back on the, in the saddle, um, I, he just had a PTSD flash with Ray. And so I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if it's a good idea. I think he should be on desk duty or something before he partners up and heads out in the field. Yeah, that's that was all, that sto- piece of the storyline is real interesting because I don't know if Chance is actually telling the truth. We never saw we saw a couple of scenes with his therapist, but do you ever remember hearing anything when he was in the scenes with that therapist? where the therapist is telling him to go back to work. I don't remember seeing that. I do not recall that. So I'm wondering if he's telling the truth. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if, if Ray is actually leaving, mm-hmm. then that makes me wonder, is Chance going to suffer another episode and somehow take Ray out? Or is Ray, I mean, because Ray was actually seemingly going to be paired with Chelsea. Right. And so I'm very confused as to how now all of a sudden he's going to be gone. You know what I find interesting? I tend to pay closely attention to this. And I don't know if you've noticed this over the years of both of the shows is where when they get new cast members, it looked like they tried to get rid of cast members that maybe have been on for a while, but don't have a Mm storyline. Have you noticed that when somebody comes in new, look like somebody else leaves? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you saw that um, even when he came on board, we hadn't seen Paul for a while, but then we didn't see Paul at all. Right. Um, So, yeah, it's a weird seesaw when, I mean, I realize there's budgets and everything, but it would be kind of nice if, um, you know, the the number of cast made sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there used to be multiple people and an actual police station. so I don't know. Um, th- definitely the way they shoot the show is changing. And um, I miss some of the old sets, but I-, I guess that's just their way of managing how they have to do it. I, I-, I miss Paul. I feel bad that Ray is going to be leaving. Um, and I'm-, I'm questioning everything that they're having chance to. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And I mean, honestly, they are bringing in two iconic figures. Now, granted, chemo is gone, but the granddaughter is there. Mm-hmm. And then you bring Diane Jenkins back from the dead. Now, see, that just that one gets me. I'm 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 a little chapped by that one because of what Kyle is going to go through. Yeah, I'm interested in that dynamic. You know, I really, I'm curious to see, because, I mean, look, they've had Adam, and I think we said this before, (laughs) 
Adam has come back from the dead at least four times. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I guess if Adam can come back four times, Diane can come back, I guess, right? And even Sheila Carter. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. we talked about her too with the face and everything. <laughs> exactly. So, okay, so let's just look at this as it is. Honestly, I've seen a lot of folks in social media saying that the relationship and chemistry between Sharon and Ray is boring now. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then all of his family, so Lola, Mia, and his brother Arturo, they all are gone off mm -hmm. the show. Right. It's just him. And he's not really getting any good storylines. The last good storyline he had was this whole thing with Chelsea trying to poison him. You know, mm -hmm. and setting up Adam. But after that, it's just been a snooze fest. With, it has. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's been a snooze fest. So I'm thinking that they may have, and I don't know if this was unexpected or if, if Jordy Villasuso quit or whatever the situation is. But I honestly believe that if they did let him go, it had to be the fact that they felt that his character and the storylines weren't going anywhere. So mm -hmm. what that means is that Sharon is going to be by herself again, or she's going to hit hook back up with Nick. Right. And you can, you could kind of see that coming for a while now with the, with the problems with the kids and so forth. Right. Um, but I don't know. I still, I miss Nick and Phyllis being together. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, they had so much more fun together. I just Really? They did. This. This whole thing with Nick and Jack is so overplayed. I mean, even when they showed the old scenes from way back in the day, it's like, my God, how long and how back and forth have they kept going with Nick and Jack and Nick and Phyllis and Nick and Jack. And it, I mean, Nick and Jack, Jack and Phyllis right? and Phyllis and Nick. Sorry about that. But, oh, it's okay. It's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. See, I'm confused already. But I just find that why do you want to go down that road? I mean, mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe they're going to try to create a triangle with Diane and Phyllis all over again, like they had umpteen years ago. And, you know, it, that I look back at that, and Jack has been in love with Phyllis. Jack dealt with Diane. Okay. You know, yeah. it was, it right. was, it was really different. Um, he did what he had to do to keep access to Kyle and um, I, I don't know. She seemed to me to be such an instigator of malice. Um, and, and everything she touched was ruined. Um, whereas with he and Phyllis, I mean, they actually had positive times and, you know, fun and laughing. And with he and Diane, it was just always a, a struggle and always... Just always negative. Yeah. My memory. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, if they wanted to come up with something, bring in Diane. Like I said, I'll watch it. I want to see how Kyle, because that brings Kyle back too. Yes. Because I did hear that he will, you know, that Michael Mueller will be coming back for the, you know, for that character. But obviously that goes back to our original conversation with this whole topic is the fact that if you're bringing back Kyle, 
you got Diane Jenkins on, and then you got the new, uh, you got Allie, Chemo's daughter on. Where would that leave space for, you know, the Ray character? Because they, they usually try to trim off dead storylines or boring storylines, and nothing really exciting has been happening with Sharon and Ray. It just, it's just not there. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm, I mean, we know they're doing it for their reasons. It will be interesting to see the relationship where we're actually getting Abbott family members back on screen. Yeah. Cause Ashley is back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do love the Abbott's. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Diane's just, she's always got, um, well, just like even today when she said to Jack what she wanted from him was to get back in Kyle's good graces. She's always got an angle. She's always hedging. You know, she's always trying to snake in. Well, here's the interesting thing. Her and Sheila Carter has the same motivation. I do something horrible to prove to somebody else by giving them something. So mm-hmm. kind of like how uh, Sheila... Um, did the whole alcohol switch, which of course it's all Brooks actions when it came to Deacon. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it also broke up Ridge and sent and had him crawling back to Taylor. Right. And she felt that she should be thanked for that. At the same token, Diana's doing something similar. I gave you a granddaughter you never had. So you should be grateful and let me be in Kyle's life as much as Sheila also wanted to be in, you know, Finn's life, you know, so it's like, how do you take events that are manipulated and, you know, just really psychotic and justify it as a way to get what you want, thinking that I'm giving you a gift? That's pretty sick, isn't it? And twisted. (laughs) Very twisted. I know, Diabolical, right? yeah. You know, I can't imagine it, it, you, the truth would ha- the truth ha- has come out with regard to Diane not being Taylor, and and Allie now knows really quickly, and Jack knows as well. Uh, but with the the alcohol switch, um, it, it mm. they 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 really kind of push the line with that Mm storyline you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because you're talking about knocking somebody off their sobriety Mm -hmm. exactly so yeah they push the boundaries with that one the writers Mm -hmm. so you know but um anywho so going back to chance i don't it kind of ties into what you were saying what you were saying if ray is out they need a cop on set Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, or on, you know, as a character, because Paul is not there. Paul exists in fairyland because we always hear about him. Right. But there's no Paul on set to show his face because I think Doug Davison is like, I'm not coming back. So, mm. um, yeah. So obviously they would have to move Chance into that position so they can have some form of law enforcement as a character on the show. That would make sense. Because other than that, it doesn't make sense. If you're suffering from PTSD and you pretty much frazzled after being on a stakeout and then your therapist say, oh, yeah, get back out there. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) No, you froze. You couldn't move. You literally froze. 
Yeah, so maybe that you know it doesn't make sense, but obviously that's probably what they're doing in order to move him into being you know GC's favorite cop now because you know Ray will be out of there. So yeah, but it had to be something. You know what? It had to be a quick decision to have a change of heart because yes, they were going to pursue the whole Chelsea Ray thing. Yeah, and that's what makes me wonder if he wasn't the one that went to him and said, hey, I'm out. Exactly. I honestly think that they were going to take his storyline a different direction. And then mm-hmm. they was like, nope, let's just cut him. Yeah. And that sucks because I, I don't want anybody to lose their job. You know what I, mean? I know. Because, I mean, you know, behind all the characters are real people with real bills to pay. Uh, Yeah. And he has <laughs> family. He got a wife and what, like two or three Couple kids? Couple kids, yep. Yeah, so yeah, that sucks, but uh, it's it gonna does. Be, it's going to be interesting to see how they are going to, um, you know, kind of transition him out. Yeah, yeah, and of course we'll have to follow along online and see where he lands, so we can support him in whatever's next. Yeah, pretty much. He'll probably pick up some other projects, or he might go to a different soap. Yep, yep. Because that's what a lot of them do. They'll go either they're on Lifetime Network. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> or on the Hallmark Channel or in another soap somewhere. So, all right. Um, the other small storyline that we have is the one with Noah and Mariah and Tessa. Yeah, Noah's so lost. That boy is still in love with Tessa. He's, he's just not being honest with himself. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough situation, you know, because of the fact that he's, you know, she's, she's engaged to be married to his sister. So, you know, it's not like he can say, stop, I want you to be with me. I love you. It's going to have to be, if, if the writers are going to go this route, it has to be Tessa's move. It absolutely has to be her move. And, you know, what gets me about this whole relationship is that, she and Noah were together and Mariah and Devon were together. Correct. And then Mariah and Tessa got together before they were completely separated. Well, I think Mariah was, but I don't think I'm trying to remember that correctly. At any rate, the relationship started out as an affair, as an affair and leaving Mm -hmm. people in pain. And um, (laughs) I, I don't know. There's something about, Tessa that makes me think she might wind up being this show's Liam Waffler. Oh, okay. But I don't know for sure. I'm not okay. 100% sure. But I know that Mariah is definitely fully 100% in love with her. Uh, but she has so much empathy for uh, Tessa has so much empathy for Noah that I hope it doesn't happen, but you can almost see a potential slip. Yeah, you know what? And I'm a person, and I know this is soaps, right? But I like, um, I like you. I like for people to clean up unfinished business, right? So, yes. I would have hoped that the way that the storyline went is that maybe things were rocky between Tessa and Noah. They kind of broke up, and then you know she realized the feelings that she have with Mariah. Right. But they made it where Mariah was the interloper. They did. 
you know, even though I guess she, you know, uh, Tessa realized that she had feelings for Mariah, but Mariah knew that that girl was in a relationship and that her brother was still in love with Tessa. Yes, she did. You know, and um, you know, I, I just, I, you know, they could have still did the storyline. It's just the way that it went. I agree. There was a lot of hurt. Very much so. Very much so. But again, it's soaps. I mean, people right. on each other on soaps. You know what I mean? <laughs> they you do know. in real life, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I will say with um, with Noah right now, in today's date, is that that boy is, he wants that girl back. And he just cannot go there because... You know, he don't want to say anything or look like he's trying to cause problems for them. Yeah, he doesn't want to be that person. So right. that's why he's hooking up with all of these randoms. Yep. And then, of course, Sharon is being overly, you know, it's one thing to be concerned. Listen, mm -hmm. I have two 20-year-olds myself. Mm -hmm. So I get it about being concerned. But I think Sharon is way over the top. <laughs> they have really turned her into the helicopter mom, have they not? Yeah, and like Mariah told her, uh, your grown son, grown. He's a, <laughs> yes, I, did. I think his character got to be close to 30. And so for Sharon to be like, well, what are you doing? And are you okay? And did you go out last night? Who did you go out with this time? I'm like, Really? You know, it's kind of funny that you say that because I know some people who it didn't end until their mamas passed away. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, yeah. well, I guess it, it does happen. It definitely does happen. And when you're watching it happen, your mouth has just dropped to the floor and you're thinking, how did it get like this? <laughs> right. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I I have a feeling that where they're going with this storyline is really invested in Noah's feelings. Yes, she is. So like uh, like we were just saying, Tessa's gonna be the one that's gonna have to make that move. Right. And it's gonna, you know, and pretty much a lot of, you know, you know, people have their statements. But um, one of the that people talk about is karma because of how she did with Noah being in a relationship with Tessa. So sometimes, you know how they say sometimes how you start out is how you end. It's how you end up. It's um, the full circle. Exactly. So if you started out on the on an affair, chances are it could go that way and your turn comes around. So that's exactly right. So more than likely, I from the way that this is looking, it's probably where the writers are going to go. I think I agree with you fully on this one. Yep. All righty. So um, let's see. So th those were two smaller ones. We didn't see a lot of Devon this week, did we? No, we didn't. No. Um, Abby and Devon were kind of in the background on this one, I think. Yeah. Was Chance and Abby and going back to work and him in his scenes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's talk, let's move into the Jack and Allie storyline. So oh. the mystery texter, 
was obviously Taylor, a.k.a. Diane Jenkins. And, you know, we, we kind of touched on it already in this particular conversation, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. When the look on Jack's face was just of disbelief, horror, shock, and disgust. Exactly. Let me ask you a question. And because I was sitting here earlier thinking about how, because I remember supposedly it was a who killed Diane storyline. Mm-hmm. And she was in the park or at night, and I think... They were by the pond. It was a pond or something. Mm-hmm. And like five or six people came through that park. And it come to find out it was Nikki. Yep. That was the one that was supposedly had killed her. What was the reason behind... I'm trying to remember what was the reason that everybody was coming for her. Do you remember? So it <clears throat> had to do... With all of her shenanigans from basically what she was doing to everybody. Um, And it was all negative, whether it had to do with uh, somebody with a job, somebody with with regard to uh, Kyle, um, with regard to between getting trying to get in between Victor and Nikki. I don't remember the exact specifics. I'd have to do research. But the overarching issue was her burning everybody. And just ruining relationships and leaving a wake of destruction in her path. Okay, because I thought it had something to do with, because um, it was basically the Newmans that were coming after her. Because mm-hmm. I remember Victoria being in the park. I remember Victor there. Even, and of course, Nikki was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if she was trying to blow blow the whistle on one of them about something i don't remember because she also brought up tucker mccall too well yeah and deacon well she said deacon was the one that he helped, helped her, her. Mm-hmm. do you remember that back then i don't remember any of that because they i guess they didn't plan for this because there was no scene after she got hit with the rock mm-hmm. that was it she was dead she was gone exactly so my thing is, because when she said Deacon Sharp was the one that helped me in the morgue and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, are they trying to tie in? Because Deacon, of course, is on the Bold and the Beautiful right now. Yep. So I was thinking, and they're in L.A. Remember? Yep. Diane is living in L.A. or was in L.A. So, and of course, Deacon is there right now. So it would be interesting if the writers kind of tied both the shows in together with this storyline. Somehow, oh, they could do a crossover again. They could. They most definitely could. I was, you know, I was thinking about that. I'm like Deacon Sharp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to remember what was he doing in Genoa City. I don't remember. See, and that's why it kind of when they started showing all these clips from previous years going way back, Mm -hmm. you know, before Kyle was born and, you know, the whole thing between her and Phyllis, you know, I was like, okay, but I would have preferred for them to go back to the part where um, she had last left. You know what I mean? Oh, Deacon was there because of Amber. 
She was there because of Amber. Remember when Amber was, she left Los Angeles and went to Genoa City and she was dating Danny Romilotti? Mm -hmm. And Amber and Deacon were together because of the baby that wasn't hers. Okay. So we're going way back in the history, like before 2010. Okay, so you know what? Okay, so I pulled up some information because the last time she was on the show was in 2011 and 12. Uh-huh. Um, Diane tried to extort Victor into giving her money for a tape that showed that Abby was responsible for an accident which caused Tucker to land in the hospital for several months in a coma. Huh. Why don't I remember that? Yeah, I, I'm like, was I paying attention? I I feel like I've slept or something. I don't remember yeah, that Yeah, that's what it all. says. I pulled up the old storyline, and it says when her attempt to extort Victor failed, she took her efforts to Ashley. Diane then confessed to having slept with Tucker, leading Ashley to slap her across the face. Yeah. Diane sends, yeah, that's how Tucker got involved. Diane then sends a mass text message to everyone who had wronged her. Abby, Ashley, Jack, Nick, Phyllis, Tucker, and Victor. The morning after Diane's dead body is discovered in the lake of the park by Patrick Murphy. Oh. Catherine Chancellor's husband, Pat Patrick Mur Murphy. Murph. Murph, right. Murph, mm -hmm. Exactly. So... All this started because of extortion. Yeah. So Abby was responsible for causing that accident that happened to Tucker. And so when he, you know, I, yeah. So I, that, that kind of helps. I don't remember it, but obviously maybe some of our listeners may be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely remember Ashley uh, slapping Diane because of Tucker, because she and Tucker were together, I think, at the time. Mm, okay. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, wait a minute. Here we go. 2012, this is where Deacon comes into play. So it says in 2012, more evidence is brought to the attention of Ronan, mm -hmm. indicating Nikki Newman killed Diane Jenkins in self-defense. However, further video evidence, show, evidence shows that it was Nikki, then husband, Deacon Sharp, who delivered the fatal blow from a rock to Diane's head, finally resolving the death investigation. I don't remember that. I only remember it was a rock to the head. I don't remember any of that other stuff. But I always thought it was Nikki. I didn't know that there was tape that came out that showed Deacon hitting her in the head, which was Nikki's husband at, at the time. Yeah, I always, I've always only remembered Nikki. Wow. Yeah, that's... Because I'm like, how did... When, when Diane said in today's episode that Deacon is the one that helped her, I'm like, how did Deacon get into this? Mm -hmm. Well, now we know because obviously either I went to sleep or I missed that episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed that episode <laughs> where the tape show Deacon did it. So, okay. Crazy. But why? But she. But they. But you see what they did with the storyline. Mm -hmm. She turns around and said today that Deacon was the one that helped her. 
So if you're married to Nikki and you're trying to defend her by how how did how they def they definitely tried to throw those storylines together to make it fit. Yeah. Because that makes no sense. He tried to kill you, but he tried to save you too. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense, writers. <laughs> no, it does not. But I guess they had to come up with something to try to connect 2020. Well, 20, that's actually 10 years ago. Connect 2012 to 2022. So it is what it is. But I'm. Uh, Soap time. Actually, <laughs> what, what did you say? Soap time. Soap time. Exactly. Time lapse. <laughs> I am, however, curious. Okay, so let me ask you, and I'm going to ask you this question about Finn later because I got a lot to say about that whole situation with his shooting. Right. But with Jack, when Jack says, I'm not letting you anywhere near Kyle, do you agree with that? Well, I mean, it's not really up to him, is it? She can exactly. find Kyle on her own, so... Exactly. Exactly. Because my thing is, he's a grown adult. He's not yep. 12. Right. He's and not a little boy anymore. Exactly. And if he wants to, you know, have a relationship with his mother, let her explain, learn more about her, that's not Jack's call to do that or interrupt that. I agree. I mean, as much as this is crazy what she did by buying Chemo's house and delivering uh, Jack's granddaughter to him on a platter. At the end of the day, it's up to Kyle whether or not he wants his mother in his life. Right. So, I mean, because what ends up happening when you control a situation like that with a crazy person, it could come back to bite you in the butt. You could get shot. You could really get shot. <laughs> you could, I mean, I but I, I'm gonna hold my tongue because I have a lot to say about this Steffi, Finn, and Sheila situation. But yeah, I mean, when you try to stand in, especially grown people, mm -hmm. it's one thing if this is a child, okay, right. but an overgrown adult. No, I mean, Kyle is a father himself. He has a whole wife. He has a son. I mean, seriously, he has to figure that out. So I don't agree. And I mean, it might be an unpopular opinion because some people might think, oh, he needs, to, he needs to keep that psychopath away from Kyle. Well, it's Kyle's decision, though. And, and you know, Jack can talk to him about it and he can warn him about it and tell him everything. But then you still have to leave him alone and let him make his own grown decision. Yep. And then if he sees that his mom isn't worth being around or that relationship is going to not work, then it's going to be his decision and not the fact that somebody made the decision for him. Exactly. And it's not like Diane shot anyone in the stomach. Exactly. <laughs> not like Sheila I mean she she definitely tried to switch sperm and mm -hmm. she tried to you know extort money and you know and sleep with other people's husbands but you know it's nothing like getting shot in the stomach so right right mm -hmm. and Ashley's yeah. done all of those things except for extortion so 
Yeah, and the crazy thing about what Jack says is that, you know, and I kind of, I did agree a little bit. There was 1% of me that agreed with Diane that says, hey, wait a minute, you're talking about I haven't changed. What about you? You were able to change because Jack did some crazy things back in the day. Now, well, he wasn't now. as ruthless as Victor, but he made some changes and now he's like the good guy on the show. Right. And, you know, that's so funny to me because he literally walked over Victor's body when he was having a medical emergency and kicked his hand when he walked by and left the room. Exactly. <laughs> he can't really be too judgmental. Exactly. You know, and I find that that's pretty much what happened on both these shows is that people get high and mighty, but they're yep. very hypocritical. <laughs> Absolutely. And the higher they go, the farther they fall when it's all said and done. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I like the way that the writers did that, because when Diane says, well, wait a minute, you did some horrible things in your past and you changed, there was nothing Jack could say with that. He couldn't say a word. He knew he slept with his father's wife. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He, he knew he tried to take the company away from his own dad. Yep. You know, so I mean, even though you're not as psychopathic as a Sheila or a, a Diane, still, you did some bad things yourself. So Not innocent. Not innocent. You're no saint. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um... I'm trying to think what else. I'm I'm liking the relationship that's slowly melting with Allie and Jack. Um, I think it looks very sincere. I right. think it is. Now, Ashley isn't happy about it, though. She's a little annoyed by the whole situation. I kind of thought that was over the, over the top. Well, in her head, her her idea of this whole thing is the fact that she don't he don't know this girl. She could be setting him up to go get for money, you know. And it's not mm -hmm. you can tell. Even Phyllis said, "I know a con." She's no con, right? Yeah. So I just I don't know. They had to bring Ashley back into this some kind of way because everybody Billy is happy with it. Tracy is happy with it. So they had to throw some contrast in there with, uh, you know, with Ashley. True. And I loved how Abby told her, as much as I hate to agree, Phyllis is right. Yeah. Yep. Sure is. I, oh, I honestly, I, go I'm ahead. sorry. I totally forgot. Abby was in the shows this week. She had the conversation with Ashland. Oh, yes. But okay, so we'll save that for because she was totally oblivious and Ashlyn was looking like, uh, mm -hmm. you, you didn't talk to your family. Oh, no, I haven't been so busy. Right. <laughs> but you know what? That says a lot about how the Newmans move. If you're not part of the core members of the family, because the core members are Nikki, Victor, Victoria, and Nick. Adam and Abby are pretty much on the outer side of that core. They are fringe Newmans. They're exactly fringe Newmans. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to make sure we finish and complete this whole thing with Jack. But um, I'm wondering, are they going to bring some issues with, with her as well? Mm -hmm. Meaning Allie. Because right. I don't think she's just going to come up to GC and be like, oh, yeah, everything is great and beautiful. I wonder if she got something up her sleeve, too. 
Well, and she has the estranged mom too. So there's all yes. kinds of cans of worms that can be opened up. Yeah, they might slide her mom in there too. That's a good point. And if if her mom and chemo weren't together, maybe the mom was always pushing him to get back with his family because of the money. And maybe that's why she left him. I don't know. I always I always think whenever that kind of stuff happens on soaps, it's either about the money or or um the ownership of a company or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know what would be a very interesting team? And if she comes to town, because obviously Diane is going to make her way back to General City. They're mm-hmm. not going to just leave her stuck in L.A. Right. If she team up with Ashlyn Locke. Ooh. Wow, that, that would be some diabolical evil. Ooh, absolutely. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Now that I would be here for. Right. Just to see, because Diane is not happy. I mean, she claimed that she's changed and she's Mm-mm. been to counseling. I don't I, because she put this whole thing in motion, so she's not far removed. Sheila said the same thing. I'm not right. the same person. Um, no, but, you're worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I got my theories on that, but you know, like I say, I'm going to. I have a lot to say about that situation. Yeah. Um, but um, could you imagine if they do get him out of Newman or if he ends up taking over Newman because it's too late with him signing the contract and Diane comes to town and they put an agenda to take down both the Abbots and, well, I don't think she would take down the Abbots because of Kyle. Mm. But, you know, if they put a diabolical thing together because maybe she had issues with Nikki. Mm-hmm. They could work together to take down the Newmans, and it would be toxic. Man, Wyatt R. Writers, I hope you're listening to Letitia on this podcast, because I love that idea. Man, you t- it's one thing to have Loch Ness Monster there, but kind of mix Diane Jenkins with, with, oh boy. Right? That would be wicked. Absolutely. So, writers, if you're listening. Pay attention, okay. please. Thank you. And who knows? Maybe they'll do it because May sweeps are coming. So that's right. They might turn GC upside down. You got two crazy people in town. <laughs> they need a bigger uh, institution. <laughs> I know, or something. Man. Uh, who was that? That was Steffi that said, that told uh, Sheila maybe she needs to go back to General City. Bring her back here, too. <laughs> oh, no. Could you imagine Phyllis? Oh, my God. That And Lauren? Oh, mm-mm. Oh, my God. If they all three of them... You know what? See, that's why you need to have really creative writers. Because if they put together a three-headed monster with these three to, come, to, be, to just wreak havoc in GC... That would be crazy. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Absolutely crazy. And we'd all be here for it. Just I would be it. definitely here for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the remote. <laughs> yeah, I would be here for that. You know, uh, I think, especially if they all have three separate diabolical plans to try to take down, I don't know, maybe Victor or somebody. Because Diane has uh, axed the grind with the Newmans, of course you know, Ashlyn wants Newman Enterprises 
And then if you bring, um, of course, uh, Sheila Carter back, that shakes up, like you said, a whole Phyllis and the Lauren dynamic and any issues that I don't remember having any issues with the Newmans, but just the fact that she's in town would drive everybody crazy. It absolutely would. So she could go after Fenmore's. Mm-hmm. Diane could go after Newman and Locke could continue going after Newman Locke. Or or Diane can go after Jabot. Yes, she could. You know, find a way to, and then turn Kyle against Jack like me and my mom is going to run Jabot. Oh my God. <laughs> did I say go after Ashland? I meant Jabot. What did I say? You said Newman. Oh, I mean... <laughs> Thank you so much for saying what you said. I was like, wait, I didn't say what I meant to say. My head heard me say it, but it didn't come out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because here's the other thing. Uh, Phyllis has a grandchild with Sheila Carter's daughter. Right. So, I mean, she's still connected to that side of the family on GC. Actually, Sheila Carter has about four or five children. But, um, I mean, yeah, Ryder, yeah, Ryder and Daisy, Daisy and Finn and Mary and it's one other kid, too, I think. Yeah. When did so, she have time to have all these kids? I mean, <laughs> we never saw any of this. <laughs> All of a sudden, we just knew Daisy and Ryder showed up to town, and it was like, Sheila is my mama. Right, so, right. We're like, oh, okay. We thought that's she the was only thing. Person. That's the only thing that really gets me on the bold and the beautiful about Sheila and the way that they wrote her character. She's gung-ho over Finn, but you also have other children and grandchildren out there. And it makes you... I, I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't remember... I remember Daisy's story being more long-term than writers. Mm-hmm. And Daisy was arrested, right? Um, I thought, she, okay, is she in jail or something? Because I know that with the baby. That's what I thought was the she baby, was in jail. Yeah, Daniel has custody of that kid. Right. I forgot the baby's name. Um, but yeah, I, oof, girl, I wish if they could bring those three to town. Oh my goodness. And even throw in, what's the guy name? Ian Ward. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bringing back a, a crusade of villains. You are. Are we, are we writing Y&R or is this a horror movie? <laughs> I mean, they just come out of nowhere all around the same time. And the whole city of GC and its residents are like, oh my God, what is happening? And it could happen on the storm show day. Exactly. Lightning and thunder and hurricane or tornadoes and <laughs> exactly they should you know what they could have did this around halloween time absolutely oh my gosh that do would because so they always do you know your y&r has a halloween episode and it's people mm-hmm. with these weird dreams and you know and dressing up giving our candy and that's okay but if you really want the drama to create that around that bring back the super villains I agree. For, de- for at least two days, the day before and Halloween day. 
Yeah, and the stories don't even have to be, you know, a year long. They could be one quarter. Exactly. Yep. Okay. I know we're getting off the beaten path. We're thinking about all types of creative stuff. Oh, my gosh. Look at what we did. <laughs> I know, right? We've but, written at least five shows. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, pretty. I'm looking forward to seeing how Kyle, because they're obviously bringing, like I said, Michael Mueller back to YNR, yeah. and with Diane Jenkins being back in town, and I know Jack cannot stand in the way of this because here's the thing it's probably going to take kyle telling him i understand you want to protect me but i need to i need to have my say right let him have his say because i honestly believe that kyle is going to be yeah i think he's going to be so hurt yeah he's going to be very upset because of the fact that um you still there i'm here can you hear me popped on my screen i was hoping the recording didn't uh, interrupt but um he's gonna be like you know how could you do this how could you actually do this right with you know hold on one second uh-oh did the internet no i still have it i don't know what happened there i don't anyway. know it still shows recording on my side Okay, I just want to make sure that we have no issues. Yes, ma'am. Let me just check the electronics here. Okay, let me see. Righty. Just want to make sure everything... Um... Okay, there we go. All right, so, yeah, I just hope that... Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to connect her with Kyle. Kyle's going to definitely have a lot to say. He's going to be upset with the fact that most of his childhood, she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. You know, and you chose to walk away. And I know she's probably going to say, I had to get my life together. People were coming after me, blah, 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 blah. You could have reached out to me. You know how the storylines usually go. Yep, yep. I like so, Kyle. I want to see him come back. I miss him in summer. Now, the question is, I didn't hear anything about Hunter coming back, though. I didn't either. So are they breaking up? She's staying in Milan? What? I don't know. I mean, maybe, is he on contract or is it just a few episodes? That I'm not sure. I don't no. know. I thought they said, I thought I saw something said contract, but I'm not 100%. So, well, I, I guess we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like how they transition her, but I am curious to see how this is going to unfold with her coming back to Genoa city. Everybody looking at her, seeing a ghost, right? Who is she going to connect with? Because nobody likes her. Not even Jack. Nobody so you, likes her. I mean, nobody. she has not one friend. So, I mean, is she going to connect with Adam? Is she going to connect with? The people that don't really know her is probably like Chelsea and Chloe. Sally. Sally. Yeah. You know, so maybe she'll connect with, cause other than that, she's, she, she doesn't have a connection with anybody. So 
Well, I mean, uh, you know, before her death, she was persona non grata. So I don't know how you come back from death and expect everybody to be all happy and give you a party. Exactly. So, yep, writers, you got your work cut out. I want to see how they do it. Me too. I'm here for it. Yep, me too. All right, let's move on to the other storyline, which is um, this whole thing with Ashlyn Locke and Victoria. So she finally admits to the truth, I guess, because it looked like she has a plan, but she won't tell anybody what it's about. Does she even know what it is? Does she just know she has to get him away and try to figure something out? Because my thing is, if you know this is a dangerous man and he's been lying to you and he had, you know, people tied up in prison and all this kind of stuff, why would you go across the world with him by yourself? Right. It, you know, and that's why I. it was funny how Victor said it. He said, while Victoria is gallivanting around Tuscany <laughs> with I her husband. up. I mean, honestly, I, I, hmm, if I was uh, Adam, because I, I was like, Adam, if he decides to let this woman stay in this position after you were held to a different standard, mm-hmm. I would be so done and be like, you know what, Pops, I'm out. I'm doing I resign. Yep. Because you, that's not fair. You went and took his whole company and sold it off. Right. To his sister, because you he didn't it didn't even happen. It was just yep. by chance that yep. it could have happened, and your daughter who lied to you didn't tell you that she was also part of it. You know, yep. I mean, yeah. So for her to be able to continue to run this company, and even after people was telling her. Because Adam told him, Adam was like, look, how many times did y'all tell her? And she still allowed him to sign the contract to own half of the company. She actually let that happen after knowing that he was doing things in his past. Yeah, it's all on her. You can't blame anybody else. Yeah, that's what we were talking about last week because all this is on her. So if she feeling some kind of way about the fact that I'm losing my job. Look, you wouldn't accept it anything less if it was somebody else. That's exactly right. <clears throat> That's you know. exactly right. You know, so. Excuse me. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, for her to act all shocked and surprised, I can do this. I can work from over there. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You're running off with, with Ashlyn. You don't want to tell us what's going on. Just trust me. Trust you with what? You can't go into a board meeting and tell the board of directors, just trust just me. Just trust me. Right. I've got this. <laughs> yeah, they, they're going to want to know what's happening with their shares in the company. I'm surprised they didn't take it that route. They should have had a vote to make it look more legit. I agree completely. Yeah, whenever he said that uh, Adam was going to be CEO, I was like, well, what happened to the diff- If you were so worried about it, then why do you actually care that she let him sign the document to be co-CEO. If you're just able to replace them that fast with Adam, why was why was signing that document so awful? I mean, I, I'm not saying I think she should have had him sign it, but why were you worried about it as Victor Newman if you could just snap your fingers and replace her with Adam? 
That is true because technically, even though he can pull Victoria out, uh, Ashlyn still owns the other part of that company. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you pull Victoria out, he could say, you know what? I'm also co-owner. You Mm -hmm. can't just stick Adam in that position. Right. So let's play it a different way. Do you think that she did that to trigger a response from Victoria? So Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, because she knew that, he knew that that would bother Victoria. Yeah, he did. By throwing Adam in that position. So maybe to get her to show her hand, maybe that's why he said, okay, you know what? I'm going to put Adam, your brother, in that position to get her to say, oh, no, no, no. This is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. Maybe so. I mean, he's very calculating. It's always a possibility. Yeah. So I think the main reason was what you had mentioned earlier with regard to the double standard. Yeah. I mean, it's only fair. You can't sit up there and apply that to, to Adam. And then when you do something worse, because he didn't even print the article. Right. You know, you just happened to find out that Billy admitted to it. You know, Adam didn't do anything, whereas, you know, um, Victoria actually executed a contract going against her family wishes Mm -hmm. to say, I'm making my husband co-CEO. Now what? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. So, I mean, it is what it is. It is. And I will say this one thing. It is really hard to sit back and watch the writers make such an intelligent woman stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, hey. We'll see. Hopefully they redeem her with something amazing that she does to Ashlyn. Maybe, but, um, you know, she was horrible to people. I mean... Mm -hmm. It's one thing if she was a very, you know, astute, you know, boss, a CEO, and, you know, was really, um, had empathy for people. Mm -hmm. She was really, really nasty to people. Even Phyllis. Phyllis has nothing to do with anything with her. Mm -hmm. You show up in her hotel and talk snide and throw remarks and things like that. It's like, don't walk around looking down your nose at everybody, thinking that you're everybody's beneath you and that nothing applies to you. I mean, yes, she might be intelligent, but she was extremely rude and disrespectful. To Very people. rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's always had that attitude when she's the one in charge. It's like mm-hmm. the power goes to her head. It goes to her head, you know, and unfortunately, even though, you know, the writer's, you know, have her very business savvy, you cannot walk through life treating people like crap. No, you can't. You know, and that's exactly what she did. Mostly everybody that she spoke to, except for Ashlyn. Yeah, that's actually true. Every scene she's been in, she's been nasty. She's been she's been nasty and rude. It was always her trying to team up with Ashlyn, talking about how everybody is is not understanding me and they're just horrible and we need to come up with a plan to undermine them and all Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, you know, I kind of, 
you know, I like seeing women do their thing. So I don't want to give no shade to women at all. But I also don't like, I don't like disrespectful people. No, not at all. And I mean, <laughs> that to me, you know, um, being a woman in business, you, we have to work triple overtime to be up for the opportunities to lead by example and mm -hmm. not be called certain things for the way that we do things whenever the opposite gender would be not called those things if they did them in a certain manner. And so I really would prefer to see them portray business women in a stronger manner, so to speak. Um, Cause there's, there's still so much disparity out there. And I, I just really, I, and, and I also not just the business woman aspect of it, but I really like whenever they actually have real woman friendships portrayed mm -hmm. on the show like Phyllis and Amanda and Phyllis and Lauren. And even when Lauren was mad at Phyllis, they were still friends, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I like strong woman bonded friendships like that being portrayed. Gotcha. Instead of that competition over the man, which is a lot of the storylines and, and I get it, it's going to happen. Um, but gosh, can we not recycle that one every time? Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, um, I, I just, I don't, I just don't, whether across the board, either male, female, you got to be held accountable. Absolutely. I'm sorry. You know, um, I get where you're coming from, but the way that they portray her, and I mean, people didn't bad. like Adam either. Adam have a questionable mm -hmm. past and the stuff that he did, but. You know, it's, I mean, and Victor and everybody else, you know, everybody got to be held accountable. Absolutely. You know? I agree. And, you know, Adam and Victoria are more alike than they care to say. Oh, yeah. Victor, Victor, uh, Victor, Adam Newman Jr. and Victoria Newman. Uh -huh. They're their namesakes. Absolutely. Yep. And because we were talking about that last week. We did because Nick is more like Nikki. Yeah, Nick, mm -hmm. he's named after. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love how they do these names on the shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, it's pretty interesting, but I I was I was really looking and they mixed up the storylines this week cuz it looked like it had one day Jack, one day the Newmans, the next mm -hmm. day Jack. Mm -hmm. And it was like I want them. I want the Newman storyline. Let's go back to that. You know? Right, right. I agree. I want. I can't wait to see what they do when they get to Italy. Well, I mean, how are they gonna? How is she gonna behave with him? How is she going to spend a day with him? I don't know. I I don't know. I honestly want Sally and Adam to do their own thing, separate away from that whole Newman drama. You know, I have like a dual, I have a split on that. I would love that. And I would also love for them to be like the power couple who winds up doing things that nobody else thought of doing and, you know, just outshining everybody because they're the underdogs. They're the underdogs. Absolutely. And they look so good together. The chemistry mm -hmm. is off the chain. Off the chain. Two. Yep. You I know, agree. and so to put them two together in a scenario where they build this big business mm -hmm. 
you know, she's COO, he's CEO, and they just blow the Newmans at the water. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah, I don't, would. I honestly, even though as much as, you know, like I said, the accountability of the behavior of Victoria, I really don't want Adam running Newman Enterprises. I don't. I want yeah. him away from that. It make every time he gets caught up, get deeper and deeper in that, something always happens and it backfires. Always toxic, yeah. You know, because then as much as he wants to run the company, you still got Victor Newman breathing down your neck. <laughs> Absolutely right. You are so right. And yeah. he, and again, he just showed he can at a snap of a finger change who the CEO is. Now, did you see Nicholas's face? He was not happy about that. I think he was shocked. But he like he had a frown on his face. Like, really? Total disbelief. Seriously, we're going down this road again. Yeah. But I mean, what did you... And see, that's the thing. What did you expect? Did you actually expect this girl to have such a huge breakup? This man just lied about having cancer. Right. And then she decides that she's going to forgo and not tell her family what her plans are, run across to Europe with this man. Don't tell them anything. Mm -mm. What do you expect Victor to do? I was expecting him to actually take over. I really didn't expect him to give him to Adam. I was actually expecting him to say, I'm going to take over as well. Yeah. I did not expect the whole thing with, Oh, yeah, your brother is going to be in charge. Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-mm. So if I was, I don't know, I I always wanted Adams. When he ran Dark Horse, Yep. I was like, oh, great. He finally has mm-hmm. something on his own separate from the Newmans. You know, and then, of course, he gets caught right back up in that web again. He did. It was not, I mean, it, and it didn't take long either, did it? No. Mm-mm. Because Victor, I mean, Adam always wants Victor's acceptance. That's why. Yeah. Acceptance and approval is what his whole MO is about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's like with a person like Victor Newman, they will keep moving the goalposts. So, oh, well, his, his acceptance is situational at best. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? That's the worst thing that you could do when mm-hmm. you're trying to be with someone that continue to move goalposts, you will never meet their high standards. No, because they're too unrealistic. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, let's see. So there's this other part. Nate is not budging. Ashlyn is still trying to tell him, oh, don't believe the rumors about me. And I'm like, Nate is like, would you stop? Not even have Stop. Mm-hmm. not even having it yeah Nate is not having it he's like look how, how long are you going to keep carrying that story right I mean does he think he just fell off the turnip truck yesterday because he did not he is a highly intelligent man he's a doctor he knows exactly what he saw and what he didn't see in those reports so yeah how would you how are you going to gaslight a doctor I don't I, gaslight a doctor over a medical condition uh, uh, takes a lot of moxie yeah, because, I mean, he's pretty much like, no, it's a rumor. That ain't what, and, and that's what Nate was like, uh, I know what I saw or yeah. I didn't see. You know, I mean. Come on. Come on, dude. 
<laughs> and then, like you say, going back to the whole Abby thing, Abby came in smiling like, oh, we got a double date. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you're <laughs> definitely not going to have a double date. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to have a double date with this guy. Sorry. No, not going to happen. But I would be, if I was Abby and nobody told me what was going on and I've been socializing with this guy, this guy been all in my restaurant, mm -hmm. I would be not happy. I would that. be fairly annoyed. But on the flip side, nobody has told them about this whole transplant, have they? No, they haven't said a word. So it's like there's a disconnect there. I mean, Abby hasn't said anything to her family about Dominic, and they haven't said anything to her about what's going on with Ashlyn. Mm -hmm. So, but as you, what did you call it? Um, because I said they're not part of the core family members. You call it. Oh, they're on the front. They're fringe Newmans. Fringe Newmans. Yeah, she's <laughs> a fringe Newman. They only involve her when it's absolutely necessary, and that's actually their sister. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Seriously, that's right. She so, is their sister, no question. Mm -hmm. And then that's why Ashley was like, because that's why he was so shocked because he was like, this is Victoria's sister and mm -hmm. she's acting like nothing's wrong. What's up with that? Because she probably should be one of the ones who knows what's going on and they didn't tell her. Yeah, because she certainly wouldn't let him even be there if she knew. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So... Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Now, Michael's back. Yeah, it was good to see him back. I was glad to see him back. And the story he told was more believable and um, and I think better than Ashlyn having him actually kidnapped and tied up somewhere. Yeah. Um, and how he was able to finesse his way out of the jail by helping one of the guards get his house back or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I think that's what they said. But you know, Michael's helped people finagle out of all kinds of stuff. Mm hmm. Yep. <clears throat> but it was good to see him back. But see, yeah. this is where a missed opportunity could have happened for the writers. So Michael and I think it was, uh, who else was he with? His wife was all at society. Uh huh. At the same time, back at Newman, Victoria told Ashlyn to go to society and pick up food for the trip. I was so hoping they were going to cross. Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh, this is about to be, about to be good. good. Because, <laughs> right. Because he told whoever his contact is down in Peru is Michael got to be found and stopped. Not knowing that Michael is already back home in general city. Right. And I would have loved to see Ashlyn's face. If we, and it's probably going to happen maybe next week or something, but mm -hmm. I would love to see that if he walked in society and saw um, uh, Michael sitting there with his wife. There's yeah. nothing you could do. No. Where are you going to go? Yeah, you can't attack the man and tell him, you know, what are you doing here? You're lying on me. He could have probably made a big scene, but Lauren and, and um, Kevin already know what's going on. So. Right. Yeah, that, but it would have been fun to watch those explosions happen. I know. That's why I'm like, dang, missed opportunity, right? That would have been great. Yeah, it would have. Um, okay, anything else? Um, oh, 
also, I did not like that they did not fill Adam in on everything that was going on. Because him and, and uh, Lord, the girl Sally, him and Sally was in the dark for a while up until the last minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were. I was That's surprised like, Victor let her stay in the room. Yeah, because that look he had on his face when when Adam said, I told her everything, he was not happy about that. No, he absolutely was not happy. And he was like, this is family issues. And he and Adam was like, uh, what's happening in this family affects our business. So you can't argue yeah. there. Nope. I was like, check and mate. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Victor's thinking maybe I taught him too well. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing they like to keep people out they like to keep folks out of the loop except if you are part of that core family yeah. and even at one point they tried to keep nicholas out of some stuff back early on with this whole aspen situation yeah they did they sure did then asked him to investigate and then told him how could you investigate exactly i, was like, <laughs> I don't know what that was all about yeah, you tell this man to go all the way to New Jersey to figure out what's going on with Ashley. He goes, he finds it, and then you tell him why you do it. Because right. you told him to. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Did we cover everything with that storyline? I think we did. Okay, cool. Well, we might as well move on because that's it for this particular week. It was a pretty good week, though, I got to say. I thought so, too. All right, let's move on to the Bold and the Beautiful for the week of March the 28th through April 1st. So let me get my summary. Okay. Oops. Okay. So um, Thursday, Tuesday, Monday. Steffi delivers a stern warning to Sheila. Steffi discovered what Thomas and Sheila had been hiding. Um, oh, geez. Okay, and then it has, what else is on here? What the heck? Wait, hold on. I okay. lost my place on my summary. I'm like, what happened? Where'd it go? Okay, let's start over. All right, bold. Okay, here we go. All right, Steffi delivers a stern warning to Sheila. And then Steffi discovers what Thomas and Sheila have been hiding. Steffi confronts Sheila with the truth. Steffi and Sheila's face-off takes a violent turn. And then due to the conversation, Liam, Liam, Lord, Dan <laughs> gets shot. Um, we only had one storyline this week. There was no Paris, no Carter. Mm -mm. It was no. all about this whole Sheila thing. Yep. So kind of like what we were saying earlier, why in the world does Sheila feel that delivering a man to, um, you know, be, well, Ridge in this case, is helping out the family and what they want just to stick it to Brooke. And also by sticking it to Brooke, you actually took off her sobriety. That whole thing is so crazy to me. Yeah. I, 
it's, you know, when she switched the labels, I thought I was thinking, okay, you know, Brooke's going to taste it. She's going to realize, and then there's going to be like the whole figure out how this happened. Um, but obviously that's not the direction it went. Um, mm -hmm. And now we're at a point where Finn is possibly dead. Mm -hmm. Steffi is being held at gunpoint in her face. Mm -hmm. Brooke is home devastated, thinking that she fell off the wagon. I don't know why. Taylor is blissfully ignorant, talking with Ridge, who is also ignorant, but not blissful. And Thomas is still keeping the secret, not knowing that his family is in the alley with the insane person. And all this started because people don't know how to close their doors and lock them. <laughs> exactly. Because the only reason Steffi found that out is because of Thomas being in the office with the door open. Mm-hmm. And this is one ongoing thing that I don't know if you checked out our previous older mm -hmm. podcast shows. <laughs> But one of the Shut biggest the things that we always talk about is people not locking their doors or closing the doors. Yeah. Yeah. People can, one thing about Bold and Beautiful, rest assured, you can walk into somebody's house without <laughs> knocking. No announcement, no knock, no invitation. <laughs> you can walk into Steffi's house, Brooke's house, Ridge's house, well, I mean, Eric's house. You can walk into these people's houses without knocking. And then at the office, when you're talking about secrets, mm -hmm. secrets that could destroy lives, you're talking in an office with a door cracked. Mm -hmm. Yep, I know. It's so annoying. It's yeah, and it's like, if you're going to talk to Sheila Carter, you need to leave the building. <laughs> exactly. Don't do it on the phone. Don't do it on the phone in the in the CEO office where your sister and your grandfather work and exactly. your father. Exactly. Um, and where Hope could come in or Brooke could come in or Katie or Donna or, 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 or you exactly. Anybody could walk in there, you know, and I, okay. So let's kind of, cause there's some moving parts to this whole thing. So we also have the other piece where it seems that, Brooke is like feeling that there's some, I have this feeling that there is an outside force that's trying to undermine me. And I'm like, writers, really? Uh -huh. I mean, if you could feel, you, I could understand what Brooke's saying. You know what? This couldn't have been me. I haven't fell off the wagon in years. After all these times, why did I fall off the wagon? I get that. But her having this, uh, enigma right. that there's outside forces working against me you sound like a crazy person <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's exactly right like i can feel it yeah you know and she keeps saying that and it's like okay writers we get it we you want her to kind of draw in the energy from the universe to bring sheila as the acknowledgement to yeah okay I get it. But um, yeah, I just find that pretty interesting uh, that they're going their route. And Liam is just, oh my God, he's the third Logan. I'm sorry. He's a, he's a Logan. 
Oh my God, you are so right. He just go along to get along. It's like, do you have anything of your own thoughts to add? No. He does. Nope. I don't think he does. Nope. He's been but manipulated since he came on the show. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, he's just there. You know, <laughs> like you call him a waffler. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I can't I mean, remember where I first saw that. It was on one of the posts on one of the Facebook posts years ago. Well, this Waffler Liam, I was like, oh my God, that is so perfect. Whoever said that hit that right on the head. Yeah, because he was bouncing back and forth between mm -hmm. Steffi and Hope. And so it's like, okay, whatever way the wind blows, that's where he goes. Right, right. You know, so, but. And now with what happened today, it's like, are we going to wind up back in that trio again? If Finn is not with us anymore? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I hope not. We spent the better of anywhere from eight to ten years going yeah. back and forth with those two. Mm -hmm. That's a long time for a storyline to keep reverting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Right. You know, my thing is stop making it about Ridge and stop making it about Liam because you had Taylor and and uh, Brooke fighting over uh, over Ridge for a long time. Mm -hmm. We got a break from that, and then their next generation of kids were fighting over Liam. And it's like, can, you got other characters. Where's Bill? Where's Wyatt? Where's right. Shauna? You know, and this makes me wonder, too, like, if Finn is gone, are they going to go forward with Bill and Steffi? That's interesting. Because I would be here, would be here for difference, that. They have a spark. I would be here for that. I would too. Because I thought they, they were going to be the power couple for a while. Yeah, but I honestly think this has something. Because she's due this month, I think. Uh-huh, yeah. And so I have, I have a feeling this got something to do with her and maternity leave. Yeah, I agree. You know, Jacqueline, I think, I don't even know, because she, this is her third child. So I don't even remember the first two kids even being a part of the storyline, were they? No. Uh-uh, no. Mm -mm. And so a lot of people were wondering, because they just had sex, remember? Right. So a lot of folks was wondering if, in fact... Um, maybe they were going to have this pregnancy as part of the storyline, but I don't know. I mean, it could be maybe if Finn does not, it looked like he's gone though. It didn't look good, did it? Well, the way they did it is he was out and, it, yep, and then he came and to, goodbye. yep. He knew, but as a doctor, mm -hmm. he had to know what was happening to him. Right. Because he was like, just he was mumbling all these words. Tell my kids I love them. I love you. I always love you. Just make sure you tell, you know, um, tell the baby him. that I care about him and I always love him. And then he just slowly phased out. Right. So it, and I was looking online to see if Tana Novlin was no longer on the show. I didn't see anything yet. But usually those particular cast members, they will release it on their Instagram. Oh, I appreciate the many years I've been on the the show and I appreciate all the love. I haven't seen any of that. So I haven't either, but you know, they didn't, they, they kept it really quiet when Allie was killed too. 
Yeah, but she she didn't make it though. No, she didn't. And but she wrote after the care after we found out the character died, she wrote that she had to keep it a secret and blah blah blah. So we didn't have any hint that that was going to happen that she was going to die. Yeah. So maybe this is that way too. I hope not because I really like Finn. Yeah, but if Tana Noblin has a different project going on, because he's a great actress and he's handsome. Yes, he is. So I could see him picking up projects maybe in the movie spectrum or something. You know what I mean? I do, definitely. You know, so maybe, because remember, before this, he was Liberty Biberty. Liberty Biberty, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, on Liberty Mutual commercials, you know, so... (laughs) I mean, he went from that, and I, from what I understand, he's been on soaps before. But I mean, I think maybe he took a hiatus or something, and then he took got that commercial, and then next thing you know, he was on the show. Right? Yeah, we were when he first showed up on the on the program. I was like, wait, that's that's Liberty Liberty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was happy for him. I was like, that dude looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Where have I seen him before? And sure enough, that's what it was. Yep. So maybe it opened him up just this little stint. I hope opened so. Opened him up to other projects if he is being killed off the show. Yeah. Yeah. But that was so... And then they changed the music in the background. And it was like, oh my God, this is just TV. It Keep your head together. Ominous. Oh, that music was so sad when he was on his way out, though. Yes, it was. But let's talk about that, because we'll get back to this other part. You know, well, you know what? Let's let's lead up to that, because, all right, Steffi finds out about it because of Thomas talking. She goes and visits Sheila. Sheila tried to play coy, and then Sheila was like, all right, fine. And um, it led to, because I thought when she was looking at stuff in the alley, Mm -hmm. I thought maybe she was going to push Steffi into something or. I did too. But I was like, no, they can't do that. That girl is pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, right. They would definitely have to have a stand in for that. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I don't think they're going to do that. Because here's the thing. Even if they had a stand in, people would have still got upset at that scene. You are so right. You are so right. Yeah, because sometimes people don't know. And they were like, oh, my God, they didn't do that to Jacqueline. The girl is pregnant. How could they do you yeah. know what I mean? So they, I think they decided against that. But I thought for sure that she was going to be um, pushing her into something. Or actually, I thought that she was going to pull a deacon. Like when um, Deacon was fighting Ridge uh-huh. and he heard Brooke coming. And then he pre- pretended like he was the victim. I thought maybe she would have did that. And that Steffi was, you know, set her up to look like, you know, she did something to her. But, yeah, I did not expect. That girl turned around, pulled a gun out of her purse. That was a big gun. It was a silencer. I saw that. David, my husband, was watching it with me. And he said, oh, my God, she even has a silencer on the gun. And, you know, the woman is out on parole. She's not even supposed to have a firearm. Right. Your husband watched soaps? Oh, he's been watching with me. We've been married for almost 32 years. Oh, awesome. I bet that's yeah. nice. 
have a guy to watch the soaps with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We watch um, B&B and Y&R together. It's our favorite shows. We have all kinds of fun. And we'll look at the screen and go, no, come on. What did you do that for? And then we'll go, oh, yeah, go. You know, if one of our favorite characters is getting their way. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. He's 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 fantastic. So right. he watches cool. soaps with me. I watch some of the stuff he wants to watch with him. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so here's my thing. And I'm going to go ahead and get into my rant. Rant away. I'm here for it. The whole thing about this particular storyline is when you're dealing with the monster, you don't poke the monster. Thank you. Yes, that is absolutely right. We were both saying today, why is she alone in the alley with Sheila? Well, I mean, even starting way back when, when Sheila came into existence with Finn being uh, his mother. Mm -hmm. And this is one thing that Keisha and I talked about on previous podcasts at the end of 2021 is that Steffi, as much as I get it, you, you're not happy about what has happened. You Just like I said about Kyle, mm -hmm. you have to allow Finn to explore that away from you. I'm not saying put bring the baby into haze into this. Right. But you got to let Finn figure that out. And one of the things that Steffi said in this episode, like, you'll never see him. I'm in control. Okay, I get it. You want to make sure you control the situation with your, with your son. But at the same time, to keep this thing under control, you got to let Finn explore this. And if he chooses to get to know his mom or he chooses to say, no, you haven't changed, at least it's his decision. It's his mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think a lot of this probably could have been avoided. I actually think that Taylor had the right idea by saying, we'll allow the space, but we're going to put it in a controlled environment. Well, and at least then you know where the monster is and what the monster's doing. Exactly. Exactly. And at the same time, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of when it comes to kids and parents. You know, I, I know some people are guilty of this thing where they try to ex exclude children. Now, I can see in situations of abuse and things like that. But just standing away of not being able to get to know their biological parent especially mm -hmm. if they want to get to know and there's a part of Finn who wants to get to know this person yeah I believe he did too you know and that's why Steffi told her he don't want to try to get to know you anymore right which that told you know that told Sheila oh you're actually the one purposely standing away because my son do want to explore who I am and me being his mom I honestly think that this, and I know this is drama and whatnot, but this whole thing with him getting shot and all this upheaval with Brooke, if Brooke and Steffi allowed Finn, who's a grown physician, mm -hmm. to figure out the relationship with his mother, 
Mm-hmm. This probably wouldn't be the issue right now. <clears throat> right. None of this would have happened. You know, because as much as I can maybe understand Steffi over Brooke, Brooke saying you would never be in my family. You don't care about that family. You don't even <laughs> want a ridge over there. You, exactly. <laughs> so Why are you speaking her, up? Yeah. So for <laughs> her to say that, she used that as a way to purposely know that it was going to trigger something. Mm-hmm. And Sheila, don't poke the bear. You, right. really, you know she got a history. You know she's psychopathic, as you call her. Don't poke the psychopath. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, it's like it's playing with fire. You're going to get burned. You're going to get burned. And anytime, mm-hmm. and for people in this case, both Steffi and Brooke thought that they were going to be so strong enough to, to make Sheila just cower down. No, it makes them more angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, you know, it's like a caged raccoon. Exactly. You know, <clears throat> but Steffi was bent on trying to, you're, you're never going to be in, in, in Finn's life. Okay, I can get your son, but that's not your call. Mm-hmm. Right. He got to figure that out. Now you, the boy got a bullet in his stomach. Exactly. Here's the lung, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, and granted, Sheila did horrible things. You don't switch alcohol. Mm-mm. You know, you don't pull a gun on somebody. You don't manipulate people. Because I'm not saying, because he would have figured that out. Right, I agree. But let him do it on his own and, and tell her, because I think it would come better from him mm-hmm. than it would come from Steffi or Brooke. Right. You know, if Finn says, look, you hurt me, look what you've done. Mm-hmm. I can't have you anywhere near me. I gave you a chance and this is what you do. Stay away from me. Then what can she do with that? She's not going to shoot her son on purpose. Not on purpose. And what's she going to say to him now? Well, I meant to shoot your wife who you love. Yeah, because whoopsie. Yeah, if he if he <clears throat> actually isn't dead and he's in some form of coma or whatever, when he comes out of this, if he's still on the show, how are you going to explain that? Right. There's no way. And see, that's what I'm wondering with the writers. With Sheila Carter, what do you do now? Kidnap so, the grandbaby? Well, yeah. Or she has to leave the show because there is no way Steffi is not going to tell her family what happened, especially with Finn being dead. How are you going to explain <laughs> that? Right. Or in the hospital, shot. Right. You know, so is Sheila going to run off and hide and she's gone and now we go into a whole new storyline with something else? I don't know. So, because her right now, she's written into a corner. She definitely is. So, yeah, because there's no way out of this. She's going to be ostracized after mm-hmm. this. Right. How do you shoot your own son? And then yeah. try to explain that you meant for it to be your daughter-in-law. Now, the only other thing that could happen, I don't know. And I don't think, and I mean, the writers could be that distorted. But with with uh, Steffi have to go on maternity leave, or Jacqueline, I should say, have to go on maternity leave, could she leave town? And they make up a story like her and friend. Maybe Finn isn't dead, and he mm-hmm. just needs physical help, and they just go away for a while. Yeah. I don't know, because how else would you keep Sheila Carter on on 
you know, on the screen without her being in jail right now. Exactly. I don't know. That's a great yeah. question. On so, the lamb or in or behind the jail cell. And one of the two, either she's going to go on the run and, or she's going to end up in jail. And then at that point, it's like, how do you redeem this character? Give her a brain tumor or something like you did Thomas? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. And didn't Steffi already have brain injury of some sort a couple of times? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what's good. They you talking about a cliffhanger? Mm, right. This was a big time. Absolutely a cliffhanger. Yeah, because now he's dead, or so we think. And Steffi has a gun in her face. That's where they left us today. Not a good spot. Nope. And I can't wait for Monday. And did you hear right before that happened, you hear um Ridge and Taylor talking about, oh, I'm so proud of her. I wonder what her life is going to be like. She's doing so many great things. Uh, you know, so they really were like leading up to something like they're really talking about her life and how it's going and how great everything is. And then boom, we got a bullet in the stomach and we got a gun in the face. So we'll have to see. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to next week. I am. I am. I will say this, though. Taylor is backpedaling because she's like, eh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And if you're not going to be with me, I'm okay because I understand. And then we have Brooke come in telling Ridge, look, we're still married. So. Yeah. You ain't going nowhere. You need to come home. <laughs> right. And, you know, I do. That's so funny. I do wonder, is Taylor downplaying it because she doesn't want to get hurt or because she knows of the inevitable, which is that Ridge always goes back to Brooke? Or is she trying to be coy, which, I mean, he already knows how she feels. So mm -hmm. being coy is kind of silly at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but here's my other issue with this whole thing with the booze and Deacon is that even though she'd had booze, that still doesn't justify mm -hmm. you kissing this man. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Because many a person has had more booze than that and managed to keep their lips away from someone else's. Uh, listen, in my thirties, I didn't get super drunk, but I got tipsy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that I didn't go around kissing people that I didn't want to kiss, right? Nope. So, I get it. <laughs> so they're trying to make this, they're trying to put a spotlight on this with, especially when Steffi found out all about all of this. They're trying to put a spotlight on this. They're like, oh my God, if, if she never was drinking, she never would have did what she did. There's still a part of her that obviously had a connection because it was going to happen sooner or later. I agree. The second, she, mm -hmm. You know, the song that comes to mind whenever I think about like what she did with Bill and what she did with Deacon is that song that goes, if you can't love the, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. And the other thing is she was sober Cause I mean, okay, he slept in the bed. Mm -hmm. All right, she was drunk the night before, or whatever. But she was sober when she stuck up with Deacon during this fight. 
she ran right to him and got down on her knees to check on him in yep. front of Ridge. Yep. That was pretty heinous. Exactly. You you can't blame that on the booze. No, you can't. So and, and two, continuing to allow him to just show up at the house. Yeah. Before the drinking. Yeah. Before all of that happened. Mm -hmm. you allow, I mean, because if Hope wanted to see her father, he could have went straight to the cabin. He didn't have to come through the main house. He didn't need to go to the property at all. She could have gone to him. Exactly. There's ways that that could have been handled. Now, I will say, you know, um, Hope was digging in her heels because she was also fighting uh, Ridge as well on mm -hmm. this. Yep. So both of them, you know, she had, because I mean, honestly, why you talking about a, a touchy situation where this guy has now come back, you were uh, part of an affair or yep. whatever with your daughter and they bought Bridget back. And we now Bridget's Bridget. here. I am so here for this and I hope it's not some love fest. I really want, I really want I don't know if Bridget knows about the kiss yet with Deacon, but she did ask her how she was doing. So when we find out what Bridget knows, I, if she, if she didn't know about Deacon and now she finds out about Deacon, I really want her to snap. Who? Bridget. Bridget. Well, here's the thing. What if they bring her being that she's back? What if Deacon now finds interest in her? Yeah, I don't know how you could ever look at him as Bridget and think anything good. Well, you know how these you know how it is. writers are. Yeah. If they yeah. can bring Diane Jenkins back, they, yep. can, they can reignite a romance. They, uh, you know, honestly, you're so, next they'll bring Oliver back to take hope away from Liam. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> how do you not know? That that Brooke is not your tiny girlfriend. Yeah. And how do you not know as a woman that this lanky kid is not your is husband? Not your, right. Mask mm -hmm. or no, you should know. You should. Oh, yeah. You should know. Just mm -hmm. like they were saying about Phyllis and Marco Anacelli. And they looked identical. But your but your body is different. You, so your, your, is your responses, different. everything is different. It's different. Yeah. So she claimed, well, I thought he was, and he was edgy and he was fun. So yeah. what you saying? Jack was boring? Man, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That whole thing was crazy. It I'm was crazy. crazy. Oh, that was yeah. an infuriating storyline. Yeah, I'm not gonna uproot that one. Uh-uh. But um yeah, so I honestly don't want because they're trying to write this in a direction where she's going to get off scot free because it's all about what Sheila did with the alcohol. Yeah, no, she's you the got only some, victim. Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier about Victoria, you got some accountability, sweetheart. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, you kissed that. I mean, that's the thing. And Deacon wasn't even drunk. You uh -huh. were begging this man to drink with you, right? You were begging him to drink with you, and then you told him to start talking about your feelings, and y'all start talking about your feelings, and then y'all kissed each other. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's on you. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, every random person don't go around drunk kissing folks. No. No. Contain yourself. Contain yourself, absolutely. So it was a good week. I'm looking forward to 
next week, which is the week of, I think that's April 4th, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, yeah, April 4th, um, I'm looking forward to this cliffhanger on Bold and the Beautiful. Me too. Um, I want to know what Victoria is going to do with Ashlyn and whether, you know, um, Vic- Victor was actually bluffing about putting Adam in charge. So we'll have to see. We will. I can't wait to see what Victoria's plan is for Ashland. Yeah, me too. All right, you guys. So we still have one more segment, and that's our flip the, flip the script segment. If there's a particular storyline or a scene that you wish you could change, this is where we flip the script. So what you got for this week? Hmm. I think on... On Y&R, it, when, with bringing Diane back, mm-hmm. I really kind of wish Phyllis would have been there with Jack mm-hmm. for the whole thing to blow up from, from the get-go with Diane okay. coming back mm-hmm. um, because their relationship was so explosive. Um, but I did see in the, in the previews that Phyllis is going to be coming through the door next week. So that yeah, I can't that. Wait to see that. Right. I definitely saw that. And then on the bold and the beautiful, I think I would like to flip the script where maybe Taylor has a love interest that she left behind who shows up just so that she doesn't just automatically default to Ridge and make him work for it. If he is actually done with Brooke, which I don't think he is. Okay. That makes sense. What do you think? Um, I just, I honestly, even when he broke up with Brooke in the first place, I would have preferred for him to just be alone. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have never got involved, period. Kind of sort out his feelings, make sure that he was clear to make a decision because in the heat of emotion, all he did was got mad at Brooke and went over there and started slobbering all over the table. <laughs> He's such a dog, D A W G dog. <laughs> such a dog. He's more. I, I don't know who's worse, him or Liam, the, with the waffling and the going back and forth. It seems to be a pattern at this point. Yep, very much so. Okay, so my flip the script for um, the young and the restless would have been the whole thing with. Um, with Victoria and that whole scene with Victoria, Nikki, Adam, and Victor, when the when um, the family was asking her where she was going, mm-hmm. just tell them what you're doing. Right. It's, I mean, Please. why does it have to? If if you know that you have a plan, you don't have to tell the board of directors, even though you should. But you don't have to tell the board of directors in this case because it's a soap. At least tell mom and dad what you're doing. You're about to go across the world with this guy who clearly lied about having cancer and everything else he's done in his past. But you don't Mm -hmm. just trust me. No, I don't trust you. You gave away half of the company. Right. Can't do it. Sorry. You know, so just tell them. Just let them know like, hey, I'm going to take this man over here. And I don't know. I, I'm just going to lock them under the keys and chains and I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to lock them in the same room where Gaines was. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm going to keep them where Gaines is and it'd be like he never existed. I don't right. know. 
Well, um, in reality, he doesn't exist because there really isn't an Ashland Locke anymore because he died. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you are absolutely correct. Um, my Bold and the Beautiful was I did not like once, okay, once Sheila showed by grabbing her jacket, yes. grabbing her shirt and telling her and then she backed off and said, nope, I'm not going to do it. That was Steffi's cue to get the French toast out of there. Absolutely agree. You don't come back in her face talking about what you control. Right. Right. That was your cue. She let you go. She took a she took a step back from you. Get out of hightail it out of there. Call your husband. Hey, where are you? I'm on my way to Giordino. Don't come up here. I need you to meet me at the house. Your mom yes. is crazy. Absolutely, yes. A hundred percent would have loved to see that. Yeah, but you don't if you see a I mean, you could tell the the psychology in Sheila's eyes. Thank God. I got to give it to Kimberlyn Brown. She's excellent at this. You know, honestly, I was just really so, so absolutely against and annoyed at the fact that Sheila Carter was once again, like a bad penny, turning up. But I got to tell you, she's done an amazing job. Kimberlyn Brown, sometimes you got to wonder, are you psychotic are you really, in real well, life? Honestly, yes. <laughs> because the way I wonder... Yeah, the way she acts that out and that terror that she tried to put in Steffi when she grabbed her and talked her in the face and, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, when somebody show you that side of darkness, you need, the moment that you can get free, you need to leave. Absolutely agree. You don't get back in the monster's face and say, I control this. No, right. No, don't. That's ex you're exactly right. I mean, did she lose the fear gene or what? I don't know. But yes, I get out. <laughs> get out. So that, that if I had to change that scene, the moment that, uh, you know, Sheila let her go and backed up, that's when she should have grabbed her purse and got out of there. I agree. And then she could tell her father, tell her mom, tell her brother, tell, tell Finn, mm -hmm. tell Liam, for God's sake. You know? Right. That's your baby's dad. So, I mean, he would definitely have interest in that. Tell Brooke, somebody, but just to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with her after all that, you making the situation worse. Yeah, definitely stoked the fire. Because Steffi's ego got in the way. So, yeah, did. Yeah, so that's my flip the script for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We had a great time tonight because we had a lot to unpack with both of the shows. Yes, definitely. You said it absolutely correct. <laughs> um, looking forward to next week. And until then, we will see you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, 
Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.